Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tom Bernard Show with JB, Andy Brant Bernard, Cassie Schrader, and we'll be right back to kick off Hour 3. Kristen Burt will join us right after this, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt, then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions, or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive is a Minnesota family-owned business. It started in the 50s. It's grown by leaps and bounds, especially in the past few years, and they now have 23 dealerships spread across two states. The Walzer way includes upfront, no-haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three-day return and 30-day exchange policy. I'm a customer, my family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzer way is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota, go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. I love it. Works for me. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Is Kristen with us? Uh-huh. I thought I heard her on the phone there. Kristen, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Marvelous. i got to read a, a quick two-paragraph story. If anybody here thinks that you have major problems, you don't have this problem. Uh, it's a very rare circumstance, but it's happening. Even though Fiat Chrysler's latest recall is huge, the chance of actually running into the problem is rather small. Fiat Chrysler has issued a recall for 4.8 million vehicles. Hmm. They have to, even if it's the, like, one in a million thing. Oh, man. Isn't that unbelievable, though? That cannot, uh, I can't, that can't be good for quarterly earnings, I wouldn't think. Oh, is this that uh, seatbelt thing? It's uh, cruise control. Oh. Apparently, it's a cruise control problem. can't even use cruise control in L.A. (laughs) Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, no, God, there's no way in L.A. you could use that. 4.8 million. No, I I haven't used my cruise control at all in L.A., honestly. I've used it maybe once or twice when we go at the Palm Springs. Uh, Apparently, they can get stuck in cruise control. That's not good. Yeah, that's not good. So, basically, (laughs) you're doing 60 no matter where you go? (laughs) That would not be good. Um, If it tries to accelerate up a hill... It can cause a short circuit, apparently. Oh, God. 
at which point you cannot well wait this doesn't make any sense it becomes locked in cruise control so hitting the brakes or the switch doesn't turn off cruise control but you can still hit the brakes and stop so yeah but if the engine's racing that that high and when you're trying to stop you're not going to be stopped for very long before your brakes burn out mm-hmm. i would think anyway and um, then, is, it, is it then accelerating again back to that same uh trying to slow down you know what i'm saying is it then right yeah i think so but that speed? in that case you can always just turn your car off i mean it's not a good thing but it's still something it's not it's not like you're you know it's it's not like speed the movie oh god that yeah when it turns to 60 it blows up no, it so it if, it goes, if it goes below it's below oh it's below 60 yeah. that's right so they're yeah. just like doing circles around the city over and over again that's right it's exactly i've never right. seen speed because that would never happen in la again no god you'd be dead <laughs> instantly so Kristen, I was working for Toyota during that whole sudden acceleration um, oh, thing. Yeah. I was hosting a show for them. That was a tough one. I would imagine it's probably true. It was your fault then, huh? A hundred percent. But no, we used to get yes. like people used to yell at us while we were on stage. And just, oh, oh my god! Interviewing guests, like you know, because Toyota sponsors like the Lakers and things like that. So yeah. we would always have like these incredible guests, and people would be heckling us. Oh, it was awful. I would imagine that's probably true. It would be pretty awful. And so many people, they'll yell at someone who's like at the very bottom of the chain. It's like, they don't have anything to do with this. Why are you yelling at them? Calm down. Nothing. And yeah, and you know, honestly, we were just totally stuck there because it was like, you know, we were working live on site and it, it just was a super uncomfortable position to be in. Although I will say that like Toyota was great to us. They gave us a really nice cash bonus and some gifts at the end of the season. And, Cause they were like, we know you guys went through hell. So I did appreciate that. Yeah, well, that is very nice actually to tell you the truth. So I got to hear about the feeling around Hollywood watching Harvey Weinstein be let <laughs> off. Speaking of feeling around Hollywood. Exactly. Um, <laughs> being led away in handcuffs that would must have been rather interesting yeah, you know I, when i saw him parading around in handcuffs i'm like you know that the cops like purposely did that oh this yeah oh yeah so they could get the shot they you knew that this was like this is the money shot 100 percent. Yeah. um i love that he decided to wear a sweater underneath his sport coat i was like when have we have ever seen harvey do that like is this his new like toned down look and like he had shaved um his beard off so you always know like people like to clean up for court like i'm totally benign now it's fine don't worry about me it's just uh, how old is he by the way how old is harvey weinstein that's a good question in his 60s i think oh he's only in his 60s because he looks older than that yeah i would have said no, yeah, he's 66. That's 70s? it? I would have yeah. said mid-70s at least. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, he did not age well. He never took care of himself, though, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Mean, take a look at his physique, and I was like, for someone who was the most powerful guy in Hollywood and had such a big ego, I would think it would have carried over to how his body looks. Yeah. it's not how it works. They feel like, I mean, they're too important to have to take care of themselves. Well, it. that's New York. In L.A., they would totally be, like, working out every day with a trainer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm watching the video I think right it's totally now. Totally different. He's walking up to the cops, and he's got two books in his hand. Look, they look like ledgers. It looks like he's got two ledgers with him. You know where you keep you balance the books and all that. So he's walking up. He's got the two books in his uh, in his hand. Now he's going into the police station. Yeah, it's. It, they did that. Yeah, you're right. And I think it was a good thing that they did that because, uh, as JB brought up earlier today that black people in America were not too happy to Bill Cosby got busted and Harvey Weinstein kept just roaming the streets at will. So that, I think, JB thinks that's why. Is that not correct? That's why they, they made such a spectacle of arresting yeah. Harvey Weinstein? I, I fully believe that. They wanted to make sure that that was uh, out there and visual. I suppose. I mean, that, that does make sense. I'm okay sense. with that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, you never had to deal with him, though, one-on-one, did you? I did interview him. Um, I'm going to say it was Oscar cycle, maybe 2011. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and he was married um, to Georgina Chapman, Chapman, who runs the Marquesa fashion line. Yeah. Um, and most of the, the stars would wear her dresses like on the Oscars and Emmys and things like that. Well, it turns like turns out that Harvey was 
threatening uh, certain celebrities if they weren't going to wear Marquesa that they wouldn't get roles in certain oh movies because he's God. such a good guy. <laughs> uh, I will tell you, Georgina Chapman is gorgeous. She's stunning. So yeah. to have married this, like, heinous guy is uh, terrible. Um, but I actually had a decent audition, uh, audition interview with him, and he um, – I actually made him laugh, and I remember I had a post up on Facebook, and I was like, you guys, I actually made Harvey Weinstein laugh, and, you know, everyone has a comment about that, but in hindsight, you're like, God, it's so creepy. Yeah, I suppose that. Yeah, I I, I would imagine. Now, Cassie, would you feel the same way if you interviewed a guy, and you were sitting, you know, a couple of feet away, and then all of a sudden you found out this guy was raping women? I mean, would you shudder in remembrance of the moment? I wouldn't feel good about it. I can tell you that. Ugh. I know. But uh, Chris Frangiola was just in studio, and he was talking about the fact that, uh, you know, that Meryl Streep got up there and said, oh, I didn't know anything about it. He he said, everybody knew what Harvey Weinstein was doing. There is no way that she didn't know he was doing that. Yeah, I mean, I knew. I didn't know he was raping women, but I certainly knew that there was sort of like some casting couch stuff going on for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't really understand that whole, see, I guess that rape mentality thing, I, it's just, if you're not, if that's, if that's not you, you can't possibly understand why somebody would do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and I think, too, and I'm starting to think, like, some of the casting couch stories I heard were probably rape situations, too. That's yeah, the other maybe, thing. Yeah, but, maybe. You know, this whole thing made my brain go, okay, <laughs> Wow. Is it really, how long has it been that way in Hollywood where you kind of sexually have to earn your way to the top? Is that still, that's not true still. Well, it was when Harvey was there, so I I don't know. Of course it is. It it still exists. It definitely still exists. And there's people on both sides on this part where you have, you know, new people that come to town. They're willing to do whatever it takes Mm -hmm. to make it. And this is both young men and women. Um but then there are other people that are put into situations where it's harassment and it's abuse and things like that. And there are very clear distinctions between the two of them. I'm like, if you want to sleep your way to the top, knock yourself out. Um, it's your body. You're deciding what to do with it. But at the same time, if you're in a situation with, like, what Harvey Weinstein was doing to, like, Gwyneth Paltrow and Mira Servino yeah. and Rose McGowan, any of these people, that they didn't ask for this at all. Yeah, no, no they did not. I, I just... The saddest part of that whole thing is you have all these people that are 18, 19 years old and they, you know, go go off to maybe college. So now they're 22 years old uh, when they get out of college and they want to head out to L.A. They're going to make their fame and fortune. They're going to be a movie star. They don't have any idea before this happened. Now they would have an idea. But they would have no idea before this that basically that was the culture. Maybe they would have known. You think so? I mean, like I said many times, the scumminess of Hollywood is not a secret. Mm, it's, it's not, and it's who yeah. you surround yourself with, honestly. Like, if you come to L.A., it is so easy to get sucked up into the nightlife of the city, uh-huh. um, the alcohol, the drugs, ever, the fame, yeah. the paparazzi, and now it's social media, on too, too. So if you get a little bit of, like, social media fame, that oh, can get yeah. to your head very quickly. If you kind of hang out with, like, people that are kind of grounded, um, whatever it is, like, just the people that, like, don't go out and party too much. Um, if you're faith-based, you kind of hang out with that group. Like, you just have to find your tribe, as I always like to say, and yeah. the ones that are going to, like, keep you rooted. So how do you, how do you find those people? Because they're actors, so how do you know they're not just fooling you? Most of my friends, at least for me, are from the East Coast. I met a lot of my oh, friends. okay. In New York City, and they moved out here. So I kind of kept that same circle of friends. So I've been friends with them for decades. It's been really nice. Um, But I think um, you just have to sort of, and this sounds so silly because it's like, it sounds so old-fashioned, but I'm like, you literally have to, like, find a hobby or find a club or just like (laughs) you would in high school, like, join the newspaper. But, I mean, like, find a book club. Like, go out and join a dodgeball team, which people do out here, because that way it just keeps you out of trouble. And I'm not saying go out and not party because – that's fun too, but you can't do it every single night of the week. Um, and if you're going to really work in this town, you certainly can't be doing it like Sunday through Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I think, I don't know. So it, it just, uh, having him arrested, having him put in cuffs and, and all of that coming back into the forefront. Then we find out about Morgan Freeman 
Did did you yeah. know did you know his deal beforehand? I mean, I I would have had no idea. I did not ha- hear anything in terms of sexual harassment. However, when I heard the news, I was not surprised only because he dated his step granddaughter and had a relationship with her. Right. You already know that that person is twisted. Yeah. Mm. I understand that. I understand what you're saying. So you know that he's yeah, he's, his step granddaughter, he was dating her. It's like ugh. Yeah, think know. about that. So someone very young is dating someone who's a lot older and who has some, even though there's no blood relation between them, there still is family ties there. Mm-hmm. And that is really gross. Yeah. Yeah, there's no question about it. But so It's now, inappropriate. It's inappropriate. Let's it is inappropriate. Way. Now, he... Uh, here, and JB, you could probably help me out with this. Mm-hmm. Do you think part of... Uh, of what he did, the showboat part of it, it, was he really trying to sexually harass women, or was he just being a street guy? You talking about Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Who knows? I it, mean, it's impossible it, it goes, to tell. It goes, it goes back to that oh, whole yeah, the, power and control yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does go back to power and control. And it's you know what? At the end of the day, we as women do not want to be stuck in these situations at work. No, I understand that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that that's it. And, and I understand he is a different generation and things that were supposedly acceptable in a different generation. Women h- handled it differently that we just kind of like brushed it off, laughed at it, whatever, ignored it, moved aside. Um, I think everyone just needs to start realizing like everyone's going to start calling you out. And yeah. if you're not going to stop. Trust me, you'll get called out on social media. And that's that's where it explodes. And you certainly don't want that. Well, I, I don't get why guys don't get that. They're taking a hell of a chance, of, uh, crashing their careers, or ruining their mm-hmm. lives and whatnot. I mean, um, this is just a minor thing, but you know, my the softball season ended for us last week, and the right, girls were right. turning turning their stuff in, and and I always do this with somebody else in the room, uh, somebody around who can witness it. Mm-hmm. But when the seniors are done, I tell them. You can now have a handshake or a hug. Yeah, there you go. And it's, you know, they're done at that point. And, you know, but I don't say give me a hug. I said you can either have a a senior handshake or a senior hug, whichever one you like. Yep. And they all, basically, they all hug me. But it's like, because, you know, we've had a four and a year, four and a half year connection Mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. But. At least I have the understanding that I'm not going to throw myself yeah. on them. Well, it's a whole different world. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a whole different world. I, I've even talked about the fact that the way I grew up, I still, but this is men and women, when I touch some, when I talk to someone, I usually touch them. Like, you know, I will put my hand on their shoulder. Uh, I delivered a, a, a legal document to my lawyer's office yesterday, and the attorney I was delivering it to was a woman, but she sent her male assistant out to get this paperwork. And so I handed it to him. I said, I don't know if you needed the original or not, but I brought it down to you. And he goes, yeah, this is going to be great. So I reached around and patted him on the back and said, hey, thanks a lot. So is that going to all have to go away now? I mean, just touching people at all? It's too bad. I don't think so. I don't think so because I, I know who I'm comfortable with and who I think it's appropriate with. Right. Um and I, I, but I'm a real, I've always been a real boundaries person anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I draw boundaries when I feel family members are like even just pushing too much on something. Yeah. Um, but I think like if you just, you just read the situation and go, probably not best to, it, it's just probably best to give this person a handshake. Yeah. Or someone that I've worked yep. with over and over again, a friendly hug, I have no problem with. I really don't. We will be back in two minutes more with Kristen Burt. We'll talk about what's coming up on television, in the movies, all kinds of entertainment stuff next. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. 
is very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Tonight you're mine. (laughs) What do you think of that? Tonight you're mine, completely. It's as high as I can get my voice right there. That's everything. Oh, listen to you singing along. Big shot. Yeah, so, but I can't really sing, so no one wants oh, to Oh, you can't sing? <laughs> yeah, you, so you know for sure you can't sing, or you just think you can't sing? Um, I'm pretty sure I know I can't sing. <laughs> okay. well, I just, My husband's a singer in the family, so... Oh, is your husband a singer? Sing. Yeah, he's a good singer. Really? What is Like, what does he sing? Um, well, he's not, like, regularly singing, but, you know, when he did the Ricky Ricardo show, he had to, oh, uh, that's right. to sing every single night on stage. He had to sing Babaloo. <laughs> that's right. He had to sing Babaloo every night on stage. I forgot about that. Yes, he did. So what's the latest? Back in the day. What's the latest going on in Hollywood now as far as movies, TV shows? I mean, my God, tons of things got canceled and we got all this new stuff coming. What are they doing? What is Hollywood doing? Hollywood's all over the place. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's still that same story of networks trying to figure out what's the magic um, formula to make people continue to watch TV. But I think some, I think reality shows in some ways, and I'm talking about reality competition shows, they kind of understand it a little bit better than scripted shows in that they know that people will tune in to watch their show, but they also have to give additional digital content, mm-hmm. whether it's a sneak preview or whether it's something extra or a behind-the-scenes look. And I think the more scripted shows figure that out, the better off they'll be. Because really, honestly, like the Netflix and the Hulus are just kicking butt right yeah. now. Amazon mm-hmm. as well. Amazon as well. I did notice that everybody's – the price of poker went up. I did see that because I was watching Silicon Valley on, on Amazon. The first four seasons came free with a Prime membership. And then all of a sudden they raised the cost of the Prime membership, and then they also started charging per episode to watch Silicon Valley. So I had to go back to to regular television to watch the the remaining parts of Silicon Valley for free because it was like two bucks per episode. So it had been about I don't know, you know fifty a hundred dollars to watch season four and five, which is what I had left. They grossly overcharge for episodes of TV. Why do they do that? I don't know because I don't. You can buy the full season sometimes for a little bit less. Yeah, like twenty bucks instead of twenty five dollars or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I suppose that's you know compared to a movie ticket, that's not bad. But still, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right buying a season of a TV show for that much money. Yeah, and you're never going to watch it after you've seen the, the episode unless it's just your absolute favorite anyway. And I think, too, with Amazon, like, things, it has to do with licensing. So they may have pulled the licensing yeah. or the licensing deal oh, got more yeah. expensive, and that's why they pulled it off of Prime. Um, so that's the deal with that. I'm I'm right now, and I'm in heaven right now, if anyone wants to go over my house and watch screeners, because I have all of the entire 2017-18 television season in my house, thanks to Emmy's season. Oh, yeah, that's you know, true. Nom- yeah, nominations were coming up in about six weeks in total. So I honestly, it was like so hard for me to tear myself away from my TV screen because I have the full season of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I think they're somewhere around five or six right now on Hulu. And uh, I'm like diving deep. I'm almost into episode, I think, nine. And uh, tearing myself away from binge watching this to even make this phone call today, I was like, okay, I have to pause. <laughs> So is yeah. it really I that good, Kristen? Series. I haven't watched season two yet. I, I watched season one. Um, it was very bizarre for me. It, it kind of had that... Did you watch uh, Man in the High Castle? I did not. Okay, it had that same kind of dark, um, like you don't know what mm-hmm. you're watching, but oh, you, yeah. it's like a train wreck. You can't turn away. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've been hearing good things about the second season. I haven't delved into it yet. I'm trying to get through Dexter it's right great. now. great. 
Yeah, I know. It's like you have to tackle one show at a time. I literally have a list of what I'm going to tackle next because uh, there is so much to watch. But um, I will say for anyone who hasn't started Handmaid's Tale Season 2 yet, it is a little bit it, – it, it's darker than Season 1 for sure. Um, but as you get about halfway through the episode, there's some interesting turns and twists to it. So I think – and I, I think the whole season moves very, very quickly because you already know the backstory of this at this point. There's no exposition or anything else that you have to worry about. What's that woman's name that stars in it? Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moth, there, Moss, and and where where do we? She was on uh, the Mad Office. Or, what was she on? Mad Men. Oh, Mad Men. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, right. It was Mad Men, which I I love. She's also show. a Scientologist. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think she's a oh, really? big Scientologist. Yeah. Really? They have their own TV channel is, now. I see. I've heard they them. do on Direct TV. Yeah, on Direct um, TV, they have their own channel. Get it if you would love to watch. TV. <laughs> I think I heard more a radio. But yeah, I think I heard a radio commercial for the Scientology channel or something yeah, on the radio. They have, their, like, own, they have their own channel <laughs> now. Yeah, I was like, was that just a commercial for Scientology? I'm confused. <laughs> it was hilarious because I because I saw that there's a there's a show on there called Meet a Scientologist. Like, no thanks. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Meet a Scientologist. This is actually a great story. I just went to Leah Remini's, um, you know, oh, yeah. who's so aftermath or yep. after Scientology, whatever it is. Yep. The, um, for, and it was for the Emmys for your consideration. So she's there and Mike Winter's there and, and the executive producers. Um, and the moderator of the panel, I believe he works for The Hollywood Reporter. This is the second year in a row he's moderated the panel. Scientologists caught wind that he was going to be moderating the panel. And he said that they read off or that they emailed him, like, a five-page email. Like, he printed it out, and it's just pages and pages, like, totally refuting everything that Leah Remini is about and telling how horrible she is. And he did read off, like, a paragraph. I mean, it is that is their mission, is just to discredit her and say how horrible she is, when in truth, what they're doing is just disgusting. I couldn't agree more. Uh, why? See, that, that whole thing, and it's widespread now, people... It just shocks me that people have no qualms whatsoever about destroying someone else's life. It amazes me how they take such great joy in that. Yeah, they they would love to ruin Leah Remini. They can't do it, but they'd love to do that. They can't do it. It's amazing. They're losing people at a rapid rate. And they they make websites that totally discredit Leah Remini in the ugliest way. But the episode that we watched at the For Your Consideration panel, panel talked about a boarding school that the Scientologists um, used to run. It used to be on the West Coast. It is now run on the East Coast, I believe, in Clearwater. And just talking about the abuse and the starvation um, that these poor kids endured, the kids were told that it was like a wilderness school, oh, that they'd be yeah. able to do all these outdoor activities because they were all troubled kids kind of thing. And it was nothing more than just torture camps, essentially. And you see the photos of the kids, and they all are like 14, 15. They look like they weigh maybe 65 pounds. It's oh. awful. Mm. I'll tell you something, though. I'm sorry, but if you're following a guy in a religion and he's wearing a skipper hat, I, <laughs> it's just not for me. I just that that L. Ron Hubbard, he always wore a skipper hat. Well, for that, some I know there's a joke. You know, last time people followed a guy in a skipper hat, it was only supposed to be a three-hour tour. So <laughs> that's right, exactly. Well, they, Bingo. <laughs> they uh, used a line in the movie Airplane where he's, he's walking. Character's walking through the airport and he's getting attacked by this religious cult. And oh, yeah, yep, yep. And the last one is Scientology and he really? punches him. <laughs> <laughs> he punches a Scientologist. Yeah, yeah they used to, there used to be, uh, were they Buddhists that used to be at the Minneapolis St. Paul? Hare Krishnas. Hare Krishnas, that's what it was. Right. Yep. Now, what's the difference between a Buddhist Hare and a Hare Krishna? I couldn't tell you. Anybody know? Do you know that, Kristen? <laughs> I know. I, I believe Hare Krishna is more of a cult than it is. Oh, it is. And a legitimate religion. That's how I distinguish it in my brain. But I don't know how the beliefs are different. Well, for one, it's based off of Hinduism, not Buddhism. Oh, it's Hinduism. Okay. Because um, but... George Harrison was into Hare Krishna, Hare Yama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Yama. You remember that, don't you? Yeah. Well, I think it's just kind of a, they're kind of like an in-between. I think they kind of pull from both. Oh, they do. Well, you know, a lot of the, you know, you have Tibet, India. So I think it's kind of just a blend of those two religions. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, there you go. I don't know. Who knows? But I remember they used to be out at the Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport, but you don't see them anymore, ever. Yeah, that's kind of a, yeah, it was a fad, I think. They have a Facebook page now. Oh. Hare Krishna does? Yeah, well, everyone does. Now. <laughs> what does Hare Krishna mean? I used to, I used to dine with the Hare Krishnas on um, <laughs> night a week. I went to Duke University for a summer, and all of us used to go, and you would like donate a couple dollars, and they would make this big vegan feast every like Thursday night. You're unbelievable. Why do I even talk to you? <laughs> I don't know. They never recruited us. I was in college. Oh, they didn't? <laughs> Did you say you no, were going to Duke I, it, University? Isn't that crazy? Big shot. <laughs> I was there for a summer. I went to a summer program there. Big <laughs> shot. Well, that's like my friend. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I, I had a friend that I was in radio with, and I hadn't seen him in years. And all of a sudden, for some reason, he called me. He said, hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, nice talking. He's great. And then blah, blah, blah. I said, you still in radio? And he goes, no, no, I, I got out of radio. I said, what are you doing now? He goes, I'm teaching at Harvard. I said, what? He goes, yeah, I'm teaching at Harvard now. I said, well, that's very, very cool. And, you know, uh, he had to go and I had to go. So I, didn't... so I checked on it. He was teaching at Harvard. He was teaching yoga in Framingham, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh. Not quite the same thing as teaching at Harvard, but, you know, you stretch the truth just a little bit there, Pally. Honestly, That's I, weird. I mean, isn't that odd? I'm teaching at Harvard. No, you're not. How, how did you? Why think would it? you lie about it when people can check up on it? I know. It's because that's the other thing about that is I, I have a friend who actually does teach at Harvard. He teaches <laughs> uh, uh, what do you call it? Gardening architecture. What is that called again? Landscaping. No, land, landscape. Kind of landscape architecture. I guess it would be landscape architecture. He teaches. Yep. Uh, he teaches that at Harvard and. I know that for sure because I know a friend of mine's uh, a friend of mine's niece from Toronto went to Harvard and had him as a professor. So I know he wasn't lying. At least no, not. he's legit. <laughs> so he was legit. Um, are there any good summer replacement shows coming up, Kristen? I'm I'm just trying to think like if there's anything that's really stood out to me that I've screened so far, and I'm like not so far at all. No, I know. Um, I know. You know what I'm interested in seeing? You might like this because I know you like comedians, but um, Reels is doing a special on Phil Hartman and just taking a look at his career oh, yeah. and, of course, his tragic end. 20 years it's been That's already. coming out May 27th. I actually live one street away from the house. Oh, death house. Yeah. And you know what's weird about the house is that um, a family does live there. And they have changed it into, I always call it the whimsical woodland creatures house. They have all of these, like, really odd, like, woodland creature wood sculptures, like a happy bear and, like, a really? little bunny and, like, little. But I feel like it's their way of changing the karma of the Yeah, place. that's what I was going to say. It's like they're trying to go with the opposite of the vibe. Yes. Uh, and it's what? a very dark house. It's, it's a pretty house, but it's dark. It's, like, dark wood. <clears throat> In a shaded area, so it doesn't get a lot of light. So it just always feels a little ominous. Is it mahogany? Ooh, that'd be expensive. <laughs> that'd be expensive. Mahogany. Well, now she shot and killed him, left for a few hours, went and drank with her buddies, and then came home and shot herself, right? She she was out snorting coke and drinking with a friend of hers, then came home, they got into a fight, yeah. and this is great. She shot him. Uh, then she did leave and she went to a friend's house and she's like, I killed my husband and he did not believe her. So he followed her in the car back to the house and went inside and confirmed that she indeed killed her husband. So he walked outside the house and called 911 while he was on the phone with 911. She killed herself next to him. Oh, suicide. God. And the two kids were in the house sleeping and they were very young. I think like the youngest might've been four. Oh man. It's a horrible story. Can you so do you know are 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 there children involved in Hollywood at all, or do they just go to other families, or do you know? They, I believe, they went to live with. I want to say her family in like Iowa or oh, Idaho. Like they, okay. they went off to the Midwest and were raised away from Hollywood. So then it was Minnesota because um, she was from Minnesota. Maybe. Yeah, she was from Minnesota. Entirely possible. Yeah, so they must have been, they're probably raised here then, I would imagine. I don't know what it is Mm -hmm. about women from Minnesota killing people there, Cassie. What's that all about? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I have no inclination whatsoever. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I did see that promo. Uh, I cannot believe that was 20 years ago already. 
I remember that being like on the cover of like every newspaper that night because it, it happened obviously at weird at a weird hour of the night, and then the newspapers like all the next day, like in New York City, you know, the Post and the Daily News, yeah. they're like salacious yeah. headlines. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I, I, it was just a sad deal. I thought Phil Hartman was terrific. Uh, seemed like a very nice guy. Everybody I know that ever worked with him or dealt with him said it was a pretty pleasant experience. So, I don't know. I remember when they did the Saturday Night Live interview to him, they brought back the former cast that had worked with him through the years. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think a few months had passed at that point, too. I mean, the grief was so palpable, like you could just feel it Yeah. Um, when they did the tribute to him. It was really sad. really was sad. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes more with Kristen Burt right after this. Tom Bernard Show. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women, and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the Donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. Listen to you. I think Cassie wants to get home to her husband. She's pining away. She misses him. I do. I miss him all the time. See? But he's working today. Yes, he is. He's hard to work. Well, he's actually working eight days a week now, he said. Yes. <laughs> yep. He's, he's got, what, three different shows he's on? Or is it uh, yeah. four? Well, it's, well, four if you want to include this one. It's four, yeah. Yeah. Works mm-hmm. on four different shows. That's a shoulder to the wheel. That's all mm-hmm. I know. So, um, yeah, I, the reason I asked you about that, I've seen a couple of promos for, uh, for shows, summer replacement shows, and none of them look all that appealing to me at all. It's a lot of reality shows, you know, America's Got Talent comes back, World of Dance, so you think you could dance. It's a lot of those because they're cheap to make. So, um, And, you know, people are not at the television as much because it's summer camp time. People are at the beach, you know, they're out at the movies, so they're not inside as much. Here's what I've been wanting to ask you because it's kind of an unusual situation. CBS buries everybody else in the ratings because they figured out a long time ago to make television for older people, because that's who watches television. And by older people, I just mm-hmm. mean over the age of, like, 35, 40. I think the cutoff is 35, maybe. It's older I'd than that. I'd say 50 for yeah. uh, CBS. I don't want CBS. Well, yeah, I mean, 50 for CBS, I could see. Yes, I, I could see that to be true. But Fox has tons of really good shows, but nobody watches them. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody watches The Simpsons anymore. I don't know what that's all about. I think we're just so we're all so busy. There's so much there's so much to binge. I mean, I really just target shows that I'm like, what am I really going to like? What interests mm-hmm. 
who has a, like, is there an actor that always interests me? And it's, it's why I stick with Shameless, even though, you know, they're in season eight. Yeah. Um, and the show's a little played out. Bill Macy can draw me to any movie or any TV show. Um, so for things like that, that's why I stick with certain shows. And then, you know, adding on new shows, you know, I'll add it. This is us. I love The Good Place because I think yeah. it's hilarious. Yep. No, yeah. Stranger right. Things, I don't know if I'm going to come back for season three we'll see i have um viewing by age by quarter and under 50 uh all demographics have gone down since 2011 some of them like a lot a lot 12 to 24 went from about 25 hours a week to about 12 hours a week in the past six years yeah um 25 to 34 went from 30 to about 20 so that's a pretty big decrease. 30, uh, 35 to 49 went down, but not that much. Yeah, it's 35 to 35 30. 35 is the cutoff. Yeah, 35 to 30. Uh, but then, yeah, 50 to 64 basically stayed the same. And then 65 plus went up about, I don't know, three hours a week. So, yeah, yeah TV is not in a good place except for 50 plus. Well, 35 to, f- 35 to 50 is okay, though, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's going down. Well, it is going down, but but how, yeah. by how much? Uh, let's see. Q1 2011, it was at about, I would say, 37. And Q1 2017, it was at about 33. Well, so it only so went four down hours. about 10%. A little, le- a little more than yeah. 10%. In six years. Yeah, so 35. And th- this is something I've been talking about on the air for quite some time. That television, certainly, going after an 18 to 49 demo is a huge mistake because they just don't watch television. Yeah, none of the, nobody, Mm -hmm. basically nobody under 25, and even, no, even under 35, 35. barely watches TV at all. That's exactly it. I mean, we're going through this situation in radio as well. The tw- you know, it, te- television's really hard in itself because they're 18 to 49. Then you got radio, which is 25 to 54. And for both of them, actually, the key demo is 35 to 64. But they won't admit it to themselves yeah. that younger people are not using it. But they're never going to, so you can pretend all you want, but they're never going to use it. Yeah, younger people are YouTube, Twitch, and uh, Netflix. Right. So I, I don't know... Why is that, Andy? Why do you think it is? Why don't you watch television? Well, if we're talking about, like, literal, actual television, Mm -hmm. I like to do multiple things at once, so I don't like to just go sit by the TV and just watch it. I want to be doing other things, and if I'm doing other things, it's probably on my computer, so why not just watch TV on that? So you do watch some TV shows. Do you have a series that you watch? Not really. I didn't think so. Um, in fact, I haven't really been watching anything in the past few weeks because I've just kind of run out of things that I care about. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather scroll Instagram, I was going to say, some days instead of... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sound like my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't have the time, honestly, to sit and watch television. Um, usually it's once the kids go to bed, Dave and I have about an hour, maybe two, to actually watch a show. Yeah. And then he's got to do his radio show, so we... We're very picky on what we watch because, mm-hmm. you know, we just don't have the time to just sit. I mean, wintertime in Minnesota, yes, you're going to have more time because you don't want to be outside. But summer, forget about it. These, there's no We're outside all the time. Yeah, and I think Kristen nailed that. It, the summer replacement series are, are shows are not going to really work anymore because I – well, first of all, Kristen, let me ask you about this. When are they going to figure out that not, as long as you have uh, – recordable shows now where you can delete the commercials i don't ever watch live television never like this the jb no, was talking about jb was talking about the abc show with michael jackson last night i went oh that that's on tonight so i went to that channel paused it and went and did something for a half an hour so i wouldn't have to watch all the commercials <laughs> yeah that's what everyone's doing that's what everyone's doing and they're yeah, not I getting any that credit. all the time i just yeah. go you know at this time of year we have direct tv now which is the app and just gives us like a basic like 25 channels or something yeah, like that yep, yep i just deleted it or i just canceled it um for the end of the month because i'm like now we have all of our emmy screeners and that's going to take us all the way through maybe yeah. the fall and maybe i'll get direct tv again the only reason we got the direct tv now app was to watch the olympics and you we just hung on to it for a couple extra months but what's amazing about that and i'm very serious about this we we have a vacation home right we have our home we have a vacation home and when the kids were in in college 
uh, they all had cable. We had cable in both places. Cable was costing me a thousand dollars a month. That's the other reason they don't. Like, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was nine hundred actually. It was two hundred twenty-five dollars oh, per home. Oh well. Home. I mean, see, <laughs> yeah, huge difference. Comcast did a smart thing in that if you have a cable subscription with them, you can just go to their website and watch anything on your t- on your computer. Really, that's smart. But it's still very expensive, oh, so not is. everyone's going to be doing that. I yeah. mean, you have to have. It's the same thing as the. the uh, TV subscription, so it's you know, do you even if you can watch it on your computer, do you really want to be paying you know a hundred extra dollars a month or however much it is for that? Because I don't. Re- reality. Uh, my Direct TV is like thirty five bucks. I don't even want to pay it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I'm like, right. We got our screeners. We're good. Yeah. We're even if done. I can watch it on my computer, it's I don't think it's worth the cost. Reality shows have chased me away. Oh, I agree. I, totally. I hate them. I, I hate reality shows. I, I mean, I've literally all, never watched any, one. Any and all reality shows. Yep. Uh, the music ones, the dance ones, the make uh, uh, housewife, husband. Doesn't matter. I can't watch any of them. So I wind up, wind up watching reruns of old sitcoms. Yeah, yep. I just rewatched oh, yeah. Frasier uh, six months ago. Great show. Well, I think one of the big problems, too, that cable has is that, well, even networks, um, I was getting very frustrated with the networks before really TiVo and all that was coming on. When you had all these award shows and stuff mid-season, you would go two, three weeks without getting new episodes, and these are episodic episodes, so you need to watch them. Yeah, in order. So once binge-watching came out, people were glued to that because they're like, I can watch it in Mm -hmm. its entirety within Mm -hmm. a three-day span and feel like I'm watching a movie. Right. So... I mean, it drives me nuts. I would sit there and like, why isn't a new episode? Even when DVR came out, I'm like, what? why didn't it record? What was on? And I found out it was some award show or one right. of the 25 country music award shows they have. or, you know, And it drove me nuts. So I'd rather wait till the season's done yep. and then go back and binge watch it on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kristen, you made some really good points in that... Um, Here's the problem I have. What, what JB just said, he's 100% right. I cannot watch reality television. I cannot watch the ABC, NBC, or CBS News because it's owned by Big Pharma. You can just tell that Big Pharma yeah, runs stories that make people anxious and make it so they can't sleep mm-hmm. so we can sell more drugs. I cannot watch <laughs> the news. I, can't, I can watch local news. I cannot watch uh, either like CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS. I cannot watch it. I like S.E. Cup. I don't know if you ever watch her. She's on, H, I think, HLN. I kind of like her. She's kind of kind of a centrist, and I, I really like that. But I just, I look, I've been watching TV my whole life. Uh, I love watching television. I still watch recorded shows. I have about five shows that I like to record and then watch. But they're not getting any credit for me, me watching them because I don't watch it within the three-day expiration period. I just don't have time. I can't do it. I work 12 to 14 hours a day. I don't have time to watch television every day. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, it totally makes sense, and I think that's where everyone's at, too. And it's like, we're all busy. We've got a thousand things to do. It's mm-hmm. like, I will tell you that my laptop distracts me a whole bunch. Yep. So even if I'm not watching a show on my laptop, it does distract me from, or my iPhone, from watching television. That's where everyone, this is where society has gone, you know, and I kind of think it's kind of crazy because if you really think about what Steve Jobs did with the creation of the smartphone, mm-hmm. all of us just look down all the day, all day. I, I just watch people in their car looking down. I watch people oh, I crossing know. the crosswalk looking down. That's all we're doing. It's very scary that people are doing that. As a matter of fact, there was a guy in a, uh, in a Prius that, um, he was in front of us on an entrance ramp to a freeway, and you could see that he was looking down at his phone while he's supposed to be accelerating to get on the freeway. It's terrifying. Uh, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, driverless cars are necessary because people just don't have <laughs> well, the responsibility. Yeah. There was a woman yesterday in the, uh, we were going 394 West, and we're in the far left lane, which is the speed lane, and... She was literally slowing traffic down in that oh, yeah. line. And yeah. we all got around her, and <clears throat> she was talking on the phone. And then they get mad at you. Right. It's your <laughs> fault. 
there's no question it's your fault that it wasn't her fault. Right. That I'm looking down at my phone and talking on my phone and not driving my <laughs> damn car. I did see, by the way, that, that uh, self-driven car that hit and killed that woman. They have actual video of the fact that that car did see that woman, but it didn't break, break anyway. Right. So oh, wow. Well, that's yeah, it not only... good news. It said about six seconds, I think, before it hit her. Oh. That's when it recognized her. Oh, why didn't it? Lock up the brakes is what I'd like to know. Yeah, I think they need to have some type of algorithm to where yeah. about a good minute and it'd before, be good. <laughs> before the, you know, get a minute, the sensors good. pick it up. Okay, it will break now yeah, I just, instead of six seconds. It really it really does scare me. There's no doubt about it. That, that's, that's frightening that that's true, that it actually did see the woman but didn't break anyway. Uh, what are you doing? Yeah, we're not ready for driverless cars. I just don't feel it. <laughs> All right, well, we got. Well, they said the woman in the car tried to override. Right, tried to override it. Yeah, and it didn't work. Yeah, it did not work. All right, so we all have two weeks left in the work week, Kristen. Oh wait, what? Yeah, I see. I knew there would be uh, more to do to it than you know, murder car. Uh, the car. issue murder car. murder car that's a movie murder car well it's called like shelly or michelle or some stephen king you know oh christine christine, christine yeah, yeah. shelly christine <laughs> anyway the problem is uber turned off the emergency braking system oh it wasn't oh. the car's fault it was Lawsuit. uber yeah they turned they, they Ooh, lawsuit they don't allow its system to make emergency braking maneuvers to uh, because it risks erratic vehicle behavior. Oh, God. So, so so basically, if the car detects an emergency braking situation, it tells the human operator to hit the brakes. Lock them up. So, yeah, basically, this was either whoever was uh, at the wheel should have known that or uh, they were not told. So someone didn't do their job. That's terrifying. Surprise. That is terrifying. All right, we have less than a minute left in a work week now, Kristen. So tell me, everybody is trying to talk me into going to Deadpool 2. Should I go or should I not go? You are totally going to hate it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why will I hate it, though? Because you hated one. Because <laughs> every time I tell you to go see a movie, you hate it. So well, that's true. You are the jinx. I that I hated it and you should go, I don't want you to waste your $15. No, you are. You're a jinx. There's no question I'm going to go see it, I think, this weekend. You are going to? I'm amped I enjoyed for it. it. Yes. Yeah, maybe I'll go see it, and then I'll yell at you on Tuesday. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. Damn it, Kristen. I love that. Damn it. That's what I'm going to do. Well, have a magnificent Memorial Day weekend. It's a joy having you on the show. I appreciate you moving uh, this week because uh, early in the week we had a phone problem or something. But I appreciate it. Have a great Memorial uh, Day, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Tom Bernard Show.